Stand in the way of the Islamic 
Hey everybody, it's that time Yo. again. Here we are. We're still around. We're still alive. Still kicking. And we're on Ryan and Adam's show. Hello, my name is Adam. Uh, I'm Ryan. <clears throat> and we just heard World Destruction by Time Zone, John Linden and Africa Bambata. If you watched season four of The Sopranos, maybe you'll remember seeing Tony walk down that long driveway in Caldwell, New Jersey to get the Star yes. Ledger. Now I remember the scene. There you have it. Yes. We have a very, very special guest on the show today. This was a surprise, rushed uh, turnaround episode. James, Not rushed. What are we going to say? James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini <laughs> is here today. <laughs> holy, holy moly. We got him. We got him. I wish I could do a good James Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. We have Patrick Phelan on the show today. Our first guest ever here promoting something, but we'll get to that. We're not going to jump right into that because Pat also happens to be uh, a massive Ryan and Adams show fan. And I think a good way to ease into this would be to immediately start shrinking Ryan and psychologizing, psychologizing him. Really? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Is that something that you two do after you after he's listened to an episode? No, I didn't no. even I didn't even no. know how to pronounce the word or what the right word was. Psychologize. Psychologize. I, I, I remarked I remarked after the last episode that you seemed you know a little bit out of sorts. <laughs> Which one was that? It was the last Seamus episode. There was a second Seamus oh. episode. I mean, you even said it in it, but then when I said that to Adam. He goes to me. He's like he says that every time. But uh, psycho psychoanalyze maybe. Psycho but yes, um, I, I could use all the advice I can get. Yeah, that episode I was uh, I did it after work and I was very tired. And Adam yeah. just wouldn't shut up about like zip locks or some kind of bullshit technology the that zip, I didn't know. What... The zip uh, the zip disks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And zip I didn't disc. know what that yeah. was. Let's talk more I... about zip disks, shall we? <laughs> Dead media. <laughs> It's fine because media yeah, <laughs> we we keep talking about dead media. We did it last uh, one that hasn't been out yet, but you know what it is. I don't know what that is. Zip disk and Adam just kept going on and on and on about it. Like and uh, there's some zip disk head out there who's gonna love that, but I'm not that, you know. So I was just like, yeah, I don't know what the yeah. fuck this guy's talking about. I'm tired. Well, uh, Pat had remarked to me that he identifies a lot with okay. you. Pat is a, are you 32? A 32-year-old English teacher somewhere in New Jersey. He's been my longtime friend for many years now. And uh, I was shocked that, maybe, no, I wasn't so shocked, but I was interested in the fact that he could identify with you, because you guys both seem very different. Well, one of the things you talked about in, in an episode once was, was the state of your mattress. And uh, I have a very similar <laughs> mattress situation. I don't know if you've updated since you moved. That might have been something you did. I have gotten a new one, and um, 
it's a little small and it's a little firm, but I, I'm getting used to it. I am getting yeah. used to it. The it's, thing that I'm having the, the thing I'm having the most trouble getting used to with the move is Jeff, uh, our, our friend Jeff lives upstairs and he's up all night, uh, like an animal and I can hear him <laughs> scurrying around up there, scurrying and creeping and, cl- and clomping and, and doing all kinds of, and I hear the bed creak and I don't know what he's doing. And it, that's makes it very hard to sleep. Oh my gosh. Um, he, I don't know what he's do doing. Wrong? I should ask him. I should really ask him because it's very irritating, but I, I'm glad that you're a fan of the show and that you can relate and all that. And, uh, I have not spoken to you <laughs> in a very long time, but I I think we always we, we got along when we saw each other, right? Yeah, we always had a nice chat. I thought, and uh, yeah, you know, I always I always was a fan of your work. Like when I you know would watch the Butter Boy stuff and the, the uh, stacking fruit the at, the, at the shop, right? The, well, <laughs> you know, there's that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you were always super cool. You were always super cool about Butter Boys, and uh, I miss I miss the shows. You 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 played the show, you know. You played, and Adam would play, and we'd all go to Paps or Pats or wherever in Sussex. I, I that was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. And when that kind of dried out, I didn't. You know, I I lost contact with a lot of people. Yeah, but those were good times. But uh, now, now we're all in isolation. Yeah, yeah. Now it doesn't even matter. Uh, but what, what's the deal with your mattress? Well, I'm on my uh, I'm on my parents' mattress, and I'm pretty sure I was conceived on this mattress. <laughs> yeah, which is just totally like when I started to really break that down and think about it, I was just like, this is uh, this mattress <laughs> is like forty years old. Yeah, and, and I moved out of my parents' house the I guess three years ago, and I brought this fucking mattress, and you know, I, I'm still sleeping on it. It's like terrible. It's squeaky it's lumpy get a it's new like, one this is yeah. what i've learned i love how there's 40 hours of ryan and adam's show and that's the thing that you identify <laughs> with that's unbelievable to me it was the first thing that came up as long as something as long as something clicks that's all that matters what i will say i will say more about the mattress situation is um i would never admit this to my my parents uh it's like my mom made me get uh jaw surgery and she said one day you'll thank me and even though i am glad i got it i will never thank her out of spite and uh i will never thank them for talking me into getting a new mattress i'll keep telling them no this new mattress sucks the truth is is that it's a million times better than the old mattress (laughs) but i won't give that to them i won't give it to them but it's it's a better mattress yeah what size mattresses are we talking people well this old one is a queen that i have that's That's, what mine was that's part of the (laughs) Part of the charm of it, I guess. You know, you mattress nice twits. <laughs> Dude, mattress <laughs> chat. Got to say mattress. I, I um. I was gonna say I, I slept on a twin bed for twenty eight years, I think. Yeah, I don't know how people do. Jeff still does. It's it's like a cot. It's like a military. Like I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I can still I do need, it. I need the room. I could still do it. No problem. Once yeah, my girlfriend I mean, I kicks me out of the couch, house, I can know. sleep on a twin for the rest of my life. Um, I move around a lot in my sleep. I throw the pillowcases around. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, something is haunting me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I now have a, um, I believe it's a full, but it's 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 a extended length full. So it's a little smaller width wise, which is, it's not bad. I'm I'm getting used to it, but yeah, I, I like the room. Yeah, 
And yeah. here we are. This was mattress Adam, chat on Ryan and Adam's show. Well, well, we're not done yet, Adam. What kind of mattress do you have currently? Currently, it's some sort of bizarre, firm foam thing that my girlfriend size-wise bought. Oh, it's a uh, it's a full with queen size sheets on it. I don't want to get into why there's queen size sheets on it, but it is a full with queen size sheets on it. Does that is there like a lot of billowy space with that? Is it like a- oh yeah, all all kinds of stuff gets caught inside of the sheets constantly. Is this you telling us that you have a humongous penis? I don't understand. <laughs> no, what you're- not at all. Where did that come from? <laughs> you know what I think? Um, see, you share a bed. I I primarily. Um, I've chosen to uh, sleep alone for the rest of my life. I've chosen that is what I is what I tell people. So my bed is all mine, which is good because I move around a lot in my sleep. Ron, why so do I, why do you tell people that? I'm going to really, Doctor Melfi you right now. Can I can I Melfi? Can we Melfi? I would love it. Melfi me. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Melfi me. Melfi. You live in the heart of Sopranos country, Ryan. You live in Bootin. There was uh, a bunch of stuff there filmed was some in Bootin. there. Yes. Yes, correct. I know exactly where it was, as a matter of fact. Was, was that and, Jackie uh, Jr.? I, it's Jackie what? Jackie Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the projects in Bootin, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but there's no you know, so <laughs> I know exactly what they're talking about. I know where it is. And it's like, it's kind of a crummy building. There's no, it's not like they make it out to sound like it's uh like Newark or something. It's, you know, it's booing. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys ever, now we have three Sopranos fans on here. I think Pat was the one that convinced me to go the distance on Sopranos. I tried once, I failed, but then Pat said, no, I am not at all a big baby about it whatsoever because the Sopranos is one of my favorite shows of all time. Could be my favorite show of all time. I remember the first time you watched it though, because I loved it, and you said, "Oh, there's too many. This is classic. This is gonna. This oh, is gonna this connect is, this to the other This is going to be a episode. lie. This is going to be a lie. But continue. No, no. You said there was too many references, too many pop culture what? references. Like it's Family Guy or something. In, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will say in the in the first season there is a lot. But the main reason why I couldn't go through with it was before streaming. There was no Netflix. And I had to do these really crummy kind of back alley streams on really criminal stream, really sketchy websites in, uh, you know, Korean subtitles around, yeah, the 2008 mark. So projectfreetv.com stuff like that. Sure. (laughs) And that's why I couldn't do it because a lot of the links were broken and it was too much work. But now in this, this new day and age. Sopranos all day long. I've watched the whole show twice. I um same. I I love it. I I caught the last season when it happened, but you know I was like seventeen. I was stupid. I didn't really get it. And then uh, and I had like the second season on DVD. And I remember being very young and being like, I want to see what this is about. And I'd watched like a second, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell this. I just couldn't get into it because I was a kid. And then when I got it, like in my early twenties or whatever, I watched it and I just I I loved it. Yeah, Pat. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for I, turning me on to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't speak enough. I feel like it's required viewing. If you live in this part of the country, like you really should watch it, you know, North Jersey, you know, and if you're just like a big TV fan, it's like, 
which one is more hyped up. Do you know, whenever somebody starts The Sopranos now, I never, they always say, do you think I'll like it or I'm starting it? And I never know what to say because it's like, I can't hype it up any more than it already is hyped. If yeah. you if you don't want to watch it or you start it and you just don't like it, it's aged too much. You, it's it's There's been too many ripoffs, so it's not exciting to you anymore. Whatever the reason, if you don't like it, then you don't like it. That's all there is to it. Because I, I can't sell it any more than the world is already sold. It. It's like the rated, like <laughs> yeah. one of the best shows of all time. You're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. What do you want me to tell you? Now, uh, for a while, they were doing guided Sopranos tours across North Jersey, which I wish I could have gotten in on one of those. But I've done a few of my own where I've seeked out certain places where certain things were shot. Ryan, yeah, you're right down the street from yeah, the Jackie Jackie Jr. thing, but you're mm-hmm. also right down the street from... They used uh, Main Street and Booten as the backdrop for... Uh, was it Rhode Island or what What state were they supposed to New be Hampshire. in? New Hampshire. New the Hampshire. Waterfalls. Yeah, well, live free or... You know what? I um, uh, My grandma's church, I believe, is... Uh, well, uh, it was her church, I believe, was in that episode... And I don't live far from the farms where they're like making out and shit. So like I know I've yeah I've been near that. Also, and this would be a spoiler. So spoiler if you've never seen The Sopranos, but by now you know um, where oh, what's his name? It's in the very last episode. The fucking guy gets his head. Phil gets his head. Oh yeah, over. yeah. Route ten. I, Route yes, ten the stop and shop I worked at yeah. was right by that gas station, and I used that pump, and I'm like, hey, this is where the, you know, in my head, I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, I, so I visited all those places. Everybody's got a story, something like that. I remember when I was a kid, my aunt Diane worked at a uh, a clothing store, and one day they gave her the day off of work so they can film a scene of The Sopranos there, and I'm pretty sure it's the scene where the uh, the undercover FBI agent first meets. Uh, what the heck's her name? Christopher's Adriana. girlfriend. Adriana. Where she kind yeah. of uh, comes into the fold there. And uh, yeah, so everybody's got a story. Or, or they've been around uh, an area. And, and when you're from this area. Furio lives in Denville. The actor? Furio! Uh, yeah, he lives in Denville. Yeah. You run into him ever? I haven't, but I, I know people who have. I, I, I know the general area of where his house is. I might have picked up Furio's brush for all I know. <laughs> I might have picked up Furio's leaves. Uh, I might have blacktopped right in front of us. I don't, I, you know, but yeah, he's he's around. I, last yeah. I heard, he was around. Castelluccio, something Castelluccio is his name. I yeah, probably something Italian, maybe Mario. Um, so what else? You know, is that it? The mattresses <laughs> and Sopranos. We done. That's it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's he- all I got. Pat got me. Pat got me into the Sopranos, but didn't he also turn you on to a show, Ryan? Is that correct? Yes. As a matter of fact, you've um, 150. I can't give the credit to anybody else. You 150 percent talk, and nobody, nobody can talk me into watching a TV show. So many people are frustrated that I still haven't watched shows that they've suggested. And I sat with you at a bar and had a conversation with you, and you sold me. On watching a show which I love and I've now turned other people on to, but that is Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. the best. That, that was all you. I don't remember. You just were telling me that, about it. I remember thinking, this genuinely sounds amazing. How have I missed it? And uh, and my brother had seen it and I just never saw it. I watched it and 
that show, and I tell people all the time, that show is so unbelievably funny. I love it. I love that show. It is. It is really. I, I don't. I, nothing really compares to it. I guess like maybe early Ali G, maybe or something. But I feel like it's on a whole nother level. You know, and just there's like something else. There's just something else going on. Like it'd be so easy for me to be like, yeah, like Sasha Baron Cohen, like where he tricks people. But even though the, it's funny when he tricks people, it's almost the ideas he comes up with. Yeah. That, it, it's are so clever that that that's that's where I get him. and he's just funny that that yeah. to see him pitch these insane ideas and then see these weirdos <laughs> agree to it. It's gold. <laughs> it's just a gold format. I love yeah. it. I love that show. It really is. For those of you not in the know, Nathan for you is a show where this guy, this Canadian guy, Nathan Fielder, is going to real businesses and using his uh his his business education to improve their businesses and he uses the most bizarre and insane tactics his comic way is just this complete deadpan i can't even i i i can't describe it i, I think it would be i i know people that have complained about the show cuz they think it's cruel for him to play tricks on people that are in a dying business or whatever and, <laughs> and there are times Sometimes the plan actually works, uh, and I, I'm sure they compensate these people after this episode. But there are episodes where you're like, "Is this bordering on <laughs> kind of too fucked up?" Uh, but for the most part, they're pretty innocent. The uh, the clip that sold me on it was the gas station rebate Daniel's advice clip on Comedy uh, uh, Central, where he the the gas station uh, owner is very earnestly telling Nathan Fielder that he drinks his grandson's pee. Oh, yeah. That was the hardest laugh. The grandson's pee. <laughs> when I saw that episode, that, and I'm so happy that's a scene that you pointed out, because I love the whole show uh, up to that point, but that was the moment where I was laughing so hard it hurt, and that never happens, and I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I just love Nathan asking him, you you drink your grandson's pee? I mean, it was just gold. One of my other favorites was um, when he comes up with the rule for the souvenir shop that if you break it, you buy it. And he gets a, like a frat guy drunk and he makes him wear a sumo wrestler costume. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's free pizza in that place. And the guy is trying so hard not to break anything. And he's just breaking everything and then has to buy it all. It's fucking great. I love it. Every season, it got progressively more ambitious with with like the smoking episode where he's like, uh, you know, like yeah. gets gets the bar to allow smoking by you know doing a loophole in theater law, and then you have like this little audience, and then that's genius. and then like the the county college theater professor's like, yeah, you know, it, it was good, it was good, and so he's like, <laughs> I got to catch lightning in a bottle, like we're gonna make millions <laughs> off this, and so he like he like. <laughs> Like has transcribers transcribe like a three-hour random night at a bar, and then like, <laughs> actors. It was crazy. Yeah, the show would slowly. It started with a, that premise, and then it would slowly turn into like an art project for Nathan Fielder, where he would do these things that. <laughs> I, of course, the one of the most famous ones I think is um, Dumb Starbucks. Yeah, where he just opened up another Starbucks and called all the products dumb, and he called it dumb. And he, so it was a parody law. 
so he was allowed to have dumb start. It was like a you know, and then but um, then it got more and more heady. Like, like the hero. Was, that episode, that episode is like a fever dream. Like when you're watching that, it's like, and that's one of those ones where I'm not sure if it was like too messed up. Like what he's yeah. doing, he's, it's so fucking huge how he's pulling that. I mean, that episode is incredible. Wait, what is, what does he do in Hero again? He gets like a guy that's kind of down on this, you know, down on his luck, like, and takes over his life. And like, he, he, it's insane, dude. He makes a, uh, he gets like a makeup job, so he looks like him, and goes on a date and gets a girlfriend, and he wants to uh, fake like an incident so that he will make this guy a hero in the news, and he does. The kid becomes a hero. The kid has a girlfriend, and of course, the kid has no knowledge of any of this. He did it playing him. I mean, it's so fucking crazy. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that has anything to do with businesses, but it was a, no, that's a, a fantastic. One. That's a, that's a, it's a fantastic premise, and it's completely I'm hilarious. You, like he, the show became more and more like the last episode. Finding um, Francis is, um, yeah. and like Errol Morris said, it was like an amazing episode. I mean, it's like a documentary movie, basically, and it's not. It has nothing really to do <laughs> with the premise of the show at all. Like. He, he just started – well, he's got a deal now apparently with HBO. I think he's just – I think he's just going to keep making shit. But like he didn't – I probably didn't want to have to keep using the premise of a business because he just – the ideas got more and more surreal over time. But that <laughs> show, man, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, Finding Francis was crazy. Mud too. <laughs> yeah. <They're> like, <laughs> they like yeah. get into that high school to look at the yearbooks by pretending that they're filming a sequel to Mud. <laughs> they hold auditions and stuff and it's like why is there mud all over this liar (laughs) (laughs) so there's the one where he wants to teach fat he wants to get so fat people can ride horses so they can have more people ride horses so (laughs) he invents a balloon system to make them weigh less oh it's insane Oh man, oh, I can't. I'm gonna. I, I thought about it the other day because I was having a hot pocket, and there was that episode where he's making a reality show of the security guard that's like obsessed with boobs, and the cop oh, keeps talking <laughs> talking about hot pocket sandwiches. And it was it's such an odd episode, but it's so good. Anyway, we can go on and on, but I love that show. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So it's if, amazing. You, if you haven't watched Nathan for you, we think I think we just gave five or six amazing reasons to watch it there's plenty more not much was spoiled there's so much more to do and uh now here's what i want to do i need ryan to sell pat on another comedy central show that's similar dude if you're gonna if you're gonna say crank anchors i'm not interested in selling that dude review We've oh, talked about um, review before. I heard you guys talking about this on one of the episodes. Review. Now let me let me ask you this, Adam, because we never talked about it on on the air. Did you like it after watching it? I thought we did talk about it on the air. I would <laughs> we, not we be about, bringing it up right now if I didn't love it. I loved it. Um, review is incredible. Review is um, it's called Review with Forrest McNeil. And starring this guy named Andy Daly, who's great. He's has mm. everything that guy does. And Adam, we forgot a very uh, prominent role where he was the principal in Eastbound and Down. But he's he's great in everything. And basically, the the concept of the show is he plays a character who hosts a reality show, and he will rate 
life moments uh, from one to five stars. So if you tell him, like, what is it like to steal? He has to go steal and then rate it, basically. And that's, like, but his show? Like, he has a that's show? It. That's the character show. That's It's a show within a show. So it's a fake yeah, show yeah, you're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, but, and it's based on an Australian show. But the thing is, is it gets so dark because the stuff <laughs> that they ask him to do – and, and you see it destroying his life as the show is going, but he keeps pr- prioritizing the show over, like, his wife. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, what, it's incredible. Are they allowed to ask him to, like, cheat on his wife or something, or, like? Yes. <laughs> they, they, they're allowed, let me just tell you this, Pat. Whatever you could imagine they could ask him, they could ask him. Uh, I mean, I think I think they go. They don't get as dark as like <laughs> like what's it like to sexually assault somebody, but they get close. They uh, they they border on criminal, and he keeps getting worse and worse because he keeps he thinks he's doing this like amazing like Nobel Prize show where if he does and is it the he, audience asks him or is it producer? It's like a, it's like a question will be sent in. Mm. So he's like, let's read another one, and it'll be like, what's it like to I don't know. I already said steal, but like, what's it like to uh, be be in an orgy? <laughs> so then okay. he will have to go be in an orgy or make a sex tape or, uh, uh, uh. you know, what's it like? You know, and then he has to go do it. But then it could be as trivial as eat 40 pancakes, but he has to go <laughs> do it. And then you're seeing, you're seeing that destroy it's a, his life. It's a it's a it's it's great. It's a great show. I don't know. Are you sold, Pat? Where is it available? That's a good question, Adam. You, I have it on DVD. Adam, you watched it somewhere. I don't know where it's available. Pat, just go online. Use my HBO Go account. You go to Comedy Central and use my login. It'll work there too. Here, here's the thing. Let me just say this. I, um, Adam, did do you do you think I did a correct job at, at pitching the show? Do you have anything you'd like to add? Because I, I also don't. I, I don't like to be a guy that says watch this because then if someone watches it, they don't like it. I feel like an I asshole. I heard you so say that on another episode that you that's like, just have trouble. Yeah, I don't want to. Yes, that's, I like. The, yeah, you totally are like Doctor Melfiing me slowly through listening to the show. <laughs> but Adam, would you? Would you would you agree with what I said? Do you have anything to add? Don't make me the only asshole that's recommending stuff. No, no. Since you told me to do it. You did a perfect job. I don't want to add a single thing because I don't want to give anything away. Although it was under the guise of recommending it to Pat, you just recommended it to everyone. All I can say is a- Andy Daly, who he does characters. He's like an improv guy. And all I can say is um, the dedication to to doing this, to playing this very strange guy who is happy go lucky, but is destroying everyone around him through this dumb show. The commitment to it, it's just funny. It's just a funny ass show, and I would recommend it to people. And uh, so there, there you go. How many episodes? How many seasons? There's three, but the third season is only three episodes on purpose. Okay. On purpose. Okay. I think a there's less than thirty episodes. It's quick watch. Yeah. I think I watched it in a week. Yeah. Mm. The recommendation of the day. I'm going to play a song requested by Pat. Then we're going to come back. Which is just... What? Which one is it? Oh, no. That's a faux pas to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no faux pas here. Anything goes. We'll be right back after, after, after We Are the Dead. David Bowie.
Because of all we've seen Because of all we've said And we're back. This is Ryan and Adam's show. That was We Are the Dead, David Bowie, off of the wonderful Diamond Dogs record. We're here with Patrick Pat Phelan. What are we going with, Pat or Patrick? Uh, Pat, yeah. We're going, going Pat. We're going with Pat. Has, has anyone ever called you Patty? Yeah. Yeah, at different points. Uh, <laughs> not like... Uh, not like in a super serious manner, but like when I was a kid, it was like Patty P, you know, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was a thing, you know, when you're hanging I out with your you. boys a little bit. I like Patty I, hear you. I like the sound of that. A-bomb. A-bomb and Patty P. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did people call you, Ryan? You know, it's funny. I do have a name. Um, nobody called me it seriously. It was a joke. But <laughs> at one point... Uh, I believe some. I believe Paul. Uh, Adam knows Paul. A few of our friends uh, came up with a funny nickname, Prince Ryan T. <laughs> so we got Prince Ryan T. We got Patty P. And we got a bomb hanging out in the house. Yeah, oh it's a God. single, a single a letter speak. thing. Sometimes a consonant, other times a vowel. Here on Ryan and Adam's show, Pat Valen is here. I forced him to be here to promote his new album. Of songs, he's a singer-songwriter. I don't know if we mentioned that already. Might have let off with that, but if you don't know, now you know. He has a new album out. It's titled "Torn to Pieces Hood," and it is fantastic. I really enjoy it. Full disclosure: I helped him make it. <laughs> Adam helped a lot. But I am biased. am a yeah. I'm biased, but you know what of it. I stand by the songs 100%. I feel them in my bones, and I want the world to know. And this is one of the if, few platforms I have available to me. So we're here to let promote Let me just say it. this. I, uh, I, uh, I, I have Spotify, um, and so I figured I'd listen to it at work as I'm driving around in the, uh, the garbage truck, which is not a great time to listen to an album. And also, because I have the free Spotify it would play songs from both of your albums. And I remembered a lot of songs from the, the last one from like mm -hmm. shows and stuff. But any, anywho, I liked it. I did like it. And I, and mm -hmm. there was, a, there was, and what I heard, I really liked. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for giving yeah, a no listen problem. and, uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, we put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work into it. The songs mean a lot to me. You know, I definitely, I identified with something else in previous episodes where you talked about like sort of the, the joy of the creative process and the projects you've been involved with, like the butter boys and everything, but also sort of like hitting the wall of motivation, like, and like putting it out there and like having just like, you know, I'm going to have like 20 people listen to it and say, yeah, it was yeah. good. And like feeling like, you know, getting down on myself about it and stuff like that. So, um, but I think, uh, it's important to be creative. It adds so much to my life and uh, to share it with people. And like, you know, like I watched all your stuff, you know, and enjoyed it and got a laugh out of it. And, you know, it brightened what a my hell, day. What a hell and, of a guy this guy, you know, huh? Yes. So, yeah, and I, I, 
Yeah, and was, this isn't about me, although I appreciate you making it about me for a second there. <laughs> but I just want to say, I'm going to give it a real listen to, too. I didn't mean to make yeah. it seem like I blew it off. I genuinely, I, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just said, like, let's listen. I genuinely liked what I heard, and I've, I've always, I always thought you were good at what you did, man. And, and let's see, yeah, it's impossible. You make something, like you said, you're like, how many people are really going to care? Half of them are friends of mine. But you have to, like you said, man. It, give, it gives you joy and to be creative and make something. And I think, yeah, I, I think you made a cool product. Thank you. So I guess we're gonna. What do you have to say, Adam? I was just gonna try sell you a little more. Is that all right? Are you comfortable with that? You're not comfortable with that. Yeah. No. I mean, that's this is the part. Of, <laughs> this is the whole part of the process that I hate. Like, is well, just like the whole promotional aspect of like making something creative has been something that I've totally shied away from like i kind of just makes me feel i can't do it i don't have the skills it's a weird feeling when anybody even when you just said i like this or that or that i did or whatever it's like or even when you mentioned the podcast like i oh this last episode it's always like this weird feeling of like how am i supposed to it's very strange and to try i'm very bad at selling myself too like it's very hard to promote shit yeah but uh let's let adam do it then adam you promote his his stuff he he made it with your help now you promote it i have played a bunch of shows with pat and he walks into the room people look at him and they think oh here's another white guy with an acoustic guitar here we go again (laughs) but but then he starts to play and that's when they listen they're like oh man this guy means it he is not that typical dude with the acoustic guitar He's a gifted songwriter. He's a masterful lyricist. I mean, he's an English teacher, but I mean, this is beyond the English language. He re he turns the English language on its head. It's insane. I still don't know half of the words that he uses, but maybe you do, listener. Uh, I mean, there was a lot to work with with Pat because his songs are already so good, but then. I I don't know. I developed this uh, kinship, this sort of psychic bond with you where I feel like we were really able to take those songs written on an acoustic guitar and just expand them into a totally new universe. And uh, that's how I'm going to that's how I'm going to sell you. There's something on this album for everyone. You got love songs. You have weird ballads about general custer about things that never happened what if custer was in our day and age uh you have yeah i like that one yeah there's uh r&b songs and there's uh this one song it's like almost a funk song sort of uh it's really crazy we had a lot of our local a lot of local legends are also session musicians on this album so i want to give them shout outs too Pat, who are some of the local legends on this album? Yeah, everybody did a great job that played on it. We have uh, Sean Egan, formerly of uh, the Wexfords, with you, Adam, and Eric Fiskus. Eric, Eric's not on the album. He's hasn't been in the state for a long time. But, <laughs> um, uh, Chris Carr, our buddy, plays drums on the song Glow. We got Seamus Hackett, former guest former of the guest. show. He, he plays on two tracks, Rat King and Herman Boring. And he also helped me arrange when we were all jamming together as the Nature Club. Um, we uh, he helped me arrange the song "Glow." You know, he gave me a good 
couple tips that I ended up using. So I give him an arrangement nod for that songwriting credit. And uh, we got Chris Flynn. He's playing drums on Sentimental Custard, former guest, amazing musician. Uh, and he plays drums also on The Time of Fast Food and uh, Chrome Giant. And uh, does, does he play on another one or no? Those three. Fast Food, Grown Giant, and Sentimental Custer. Yeah. And then we got uh, Joseph Palomara. Oh, yeah. Another uh, Denville playing, person. Playing uh, the bass. Wickedly talented uh, musician. Playing, playing bass on Glow. That is and correct. Then, uh, I think I really like Glow. Thank you. And that's yeah. it. And then Adam's playing everything else. Pretty much, besides me singing and playing guitar. So with that, I believe we should play a song. I think we should either play Sentimental Custer or Glow. Which one should we play? Maybe we'll do both. Maybe just one. Yeah, I was fine with either of them. I think Sentimental Custer's a a lot weirder, um, definitely lyrically and probably musically. Um, Less catchy, but... I like Sentimental Custer. All right, let's let's play Sentimental Custer this week. Next week we'll play Glow. How's that sound? Well, you're gonna promote it two times. Well, no, we'll just <laughs> we'll just play it during the show next week. All right. Spoiler alert: This is Sentimental Custer of Pat Phelan's new album, Torn to Pieces Hood. You can hear it at patphelanjr.com. Spilling from a hundred fresh incisions, the air, blood, honey, brim. 
Sentimental Custer, Pat Phelan. You can find him on Spotify, but it's under Patrick Phelan. His album, Torn to Pieces Hood, is out now. You can also check out his old, well, not old, but first album, Critical Feeling Skills, also on Spotify. Also available at patphelanjr.com. That song featured our old pal, Chris Flynn, on the drums. A bashful man that would never admit it, but he was totally incredible. A wizard on that drum kit. Former guest. Former guest, yeah. Not a fan of the show, though. Does not really like the show. (laughs) (laughs) So he'll never know. He'll never know the praise that we gave him. He's pretty open about not liking this show, which is fine. You know, Chris was always honest. Uh, he's also kind of negative, so his honesty is always sort of not liking the stuff that we do, but, uh, you know, you go to him for honesty. There you have it, people. Honesty. Was he a fan of the Cool Tommies commercial? Because I really liked, that's a bit from the Butter Boys, Cool Tommies. Yeah, I think he liked that. That's a joke that me and him came up with in, like, middle school, and uh, I will say there's some choice language in that sketch that I don't know that I would put in there now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but, rewatched uh, it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm playing a bully, you know, but still. Yeah. Anywho, we don't, have to get into, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Sorry. It's still funny. It's still funny. No, no, I mean, I ain't taking it off the internet, so. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, will you be furious if I start to talk about a show that you haven't watched? I just want to promote it because I loved it. 
As just, long as you don't uh, spoil anything, no, it wouldn't bother me at all. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I just want to tell everybody that I just I just finished the Last Dance, Michael Jordan documentary, ten part series on ESPN, and it is the best sports documentary I've ever seen in my life, and I highly recommend it. That's all I wanted to say. Do, do you think I would like it? Now I'm 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 somewhat nostalgic for it because I was a kid then, but I'm not a huge sports fan. So do you, do you think I would enjoy it? I think you would because there's, there's a lot in there to enjoy. It's amazing. And uh, I'm not like a huge sports fan, although I love the New York Mets, but I really enjoyed watching it. I haven't watched the last episode though. Well, I'm uh, not the biggest basketball fan, but I'm a big sports fan. And the, you'll like it, Ryan, because Michael Jordan is a cultural icon of the 90s. Yeah. so I was interested in it for that reason. He's just such a, uh, a persona, especially of our lifetime. And uh, the way that it's all laid out is completely fantastic. The way that they go through time and they use his final season as a bull, as the glue to hold it all together, is really, really awesome. Uh, there's a... I, I'll, I'll give you a little, just a little taste that might entice you a little bit. There might be a bit of a uh, Jerry Seinfeld cameo in it. Okay. Is that too much of a spoiler? I just want, I just want to like, uh, like a fishing. I just want to cast no, out no, a no. line, and I want you to bite on the last. Did dance. you see? Uh, did you see Jerry's new special on Netflix? I did. It was okay. It was okay. What did Pat? Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, I watched some of it. I watched. But I had seen him at the Beacon Theater do pretty much that set. Um, oh, that's so and cool. So, I wish. so I didn't, you know, I kind of like, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was pretty, it was pretty much the exact same set. It was, um, let's classic him, like to just repeat it. Was it. Great. it was great. Yeah. It, it was funny. Yeah. He's, you know, he is who he is. And uh, I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, Pat, I yeah. forgot that you're half a comedy nerd. Maybe maybe even more than half a comedy nerd. Yeah, I, I'd say... Yeah, that's the thing. I've got too many interests that, that I'm not interested enough, you know, in one thing. Yeah, yeah jack was, of all trades, master of none. Yeah, or consumer of all trades. <laughs> yeah, same. Nerd you know of what, none. Though, then that <laughs> means next time you're, the next time you're on... There, we got to have something else to talk about other than mattresses. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get a good topic going. It was the first thing that came to mind because I just, you know, it was like a point of shame for myself. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was only telling very few people that when it dawned on me this one day, like, oh, you're sleeping on where you probably were conceived, and then I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, I don't know how it, you know, I've been well, sleeping on this anyway. My parents would always say. um, that mattress is so old. We used to have it like all these years ago and I'd always blow them off. Like whatever it works. And then one day, I don't know what I was doing, but I just sort of dawned on me like, Oh, that means they probably banged on this mattress. And then I, uh, I thought, I don't want to be on this thing. And that was, <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Like that was the turning, it. The turning point, but I've been, maybe that's part of my troubles lately. I've been sleeping <laughs> on this thing for like a year straight. After that realization, yeah, you got to get a new mattress. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna be a mattress pusher, but let's just say I'm. It's an adjustment, but I'm glad I got a new one. Now, how do you dispose of a mattress? It's kind of a fucking nightmare, right? I haven't done it yet. It's a good question. I don't know. Do they pick it up? 
you get it out to the curb? I think the garbage man will pick it up. Yeah, on big, on big garbage day. On big item right. day, they'll pick it up. Or you could take it's it big to item some... day? Yeah, some towns have a big item day. Put out whatever. Right. We'll take it. This, All right, fellas. This I has think, been, um... Uh, go on. <laughs> is that it? Are we done here? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the classic Ryan Tompkins sign-off. We'll be back next week with more lively discussion. We're going to close out this show with another. We're going to bring it back to Nathan for you for a bit. There was an episode where he wanted to fool customs by turning a smoke detector into a musical instrument. And in order to do that, he had to write an entire song to prove to customs that a smoke detector could be used as a musical instrument. As a musical instrument. So. Um, so basically, go. you got to watch Nathan for you. You got to watch all the shows we've recommended. You got to listen to Pat's album. You got to come back next week and listen to us talk some more. You, you got to do what we tell you to do. Now you're going to hear a song with a, <laughs> a smoke alarm as a musical instrument. And uh, it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And uh, thanks for listening and uh, email us and all that junk. And Pat, thanks for being on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure. And thank, and that's all I got. All right. In time, the earth will have to start what we spill and face the truth we could be for they grew. When we are disconnected, I chill, play the part and take it apart. It's true, you believe in every word you say. Thank you.